0: So Groobs, we've been in lockdown for a couple months now and I was wondering, you mentioned in our first episode that you were watching a lot of K-dramas around the time. How are you getting on with those? Are there any good new ones? Because I know if there's one thing our podcast needs more of, it's you fangirling over K-dramas.
1: Well, funny you should ask that, Yasmin, because while I wouldn't say I've dropped K-dramas altogether, my interests have somewhat migrated from Korea to L.A., The other day, for instance, I was happily sitting in my room watching La La Land and casually singing along, City of Stars, you know, as you do, when my mother had the audacity to come into my room and say, Ali, get off the screen, you're losing brain cells and wasting your time, you should be reading. And my first instinctive reaction, as always, was to scowl. But then I started thinking about whether she was right Was watching La La Land really a waste of time? Did it really do nothing for my mind whatsoever other than cause me to lose brain cells, as she put it? And I came to the conclusion that watching La La Land, or rather watching many movies, is actually much more productive than many people make it out to be. In the case of La La Land, for instance, probably the thing that I take away most from this film is basking in the beauty of the colours displayed. You have these beautiful warm red sunsets and then these midnight blues and purples. And I actually think watching a film such as one like this can be quite enriching for your mind because after all, is filmmaking not a form of art in itself? I certainly feel as though, as well as being entertaining, you can actually expand your horizon a lot even by doing something as simple as watching a film, whether that be because of the ideas that the film stimulates, or in the stylistic way it's filmed, or the beautiful sets. And this got me thinking about whether we should start challenging what people in society generally consider to be a good or bad use of time. And it's interesting how you mention the ways in which we use our time, because by pure
0: chance, this week's mildly scandalous topic is going to be all about productivity. So I just said that this week's episode was going to be on productivity but I think it's very important that we actually define what productivity is because I think a lot of people have different definitions and I think the traditional sense of productivity is very much one that our society influences you know by doing this task are you getting creating money are you are you providing a service are you being productive in this way in terms of Are you giving back to your society? I mean, even things like schoolwork, you are doing schoolwork so you can one day go into the workforce and be educated for that. I mean, obviously, if no one cared, we could just not have school and people could do whatever they want. But in order for our society to function, we need people to work and create money and provide goods and services. But
1: I think it's important that we challenge this view of productivity. What do you think groups? Yeah, I think it's quite good to point out that an individual's idea of what productivity looks like might not necessarily 100% overlap with that of society. Personally, I found in quarantine that my friends often only consider their days to be productive if they do a piece of academic work, whether that be a math paper or a French translation or something. But in my opinion, productivity is about so much more than just keeping within the school curriculum or doing only the work that's needed for your job. I see productivity as anything, anything which enriches the mind and in particular outside of the academic sphere. For instance, if someone tells me that they spent a day sewing a dress or making a friendship bracelet, these things might not contribute to society in this strict sense, but I would consider those activities incredibly productive because you're enhancing the creative side of your brain. Or equally, if you're really interested in chess and you spend a few hours reading some chess tutorial about how to beat your opponent in 30 minutes. So I guess what I'm saying is that people should start to view productivity more than they do now as something which is gonna make you a more interesting person in the long run. As opposed to just getting done what you need to get done. We were talking earlier, Yasmin, about whether there are things, any hobbies, etc., which we, the two of us, might feel don't receive from general society the due respect they merit. Or rather, I was curious whether there are any cases where our perception of what is productive might clash with what most people generally consider to be a good or bad way of spending time. Um, what do you think? Are some things more productive than they belief to be? Something that I know will definitely get a lot of polarising answer when it comes
0: to is it productive or not and something that you and I have disagreed on in the past is gaming and before we even go into it I think the problem I have with people blanketing kind of gaming as an unproductive thing is that people don't seem to realize just how wide of a variety of games there are. I mean, obviously, I feel like when a lot of people imagine games, they just imagine, oh, you're just shooting at each other mindlessly. But there are so many different games which based which are like based on strategy, and then you have other games which teach you really kind of meaningful philosophical lessons about humanity. I mean obviously there are just going to be games which are made for pure entertainment where you just have fun and is that really a bad thing as well? But I think there are really games out there where you can play and you can learn from them or you can use your brain in a meaningful way. And in addition to that, even the ones that are just fun, I feel like increasingly in this era, gaming can be a very social thing. I mean, even if we meet in person, some a lot of things people like to do is play games, play cards, play a game of chess, play board games. There is a reason why there are so many board games and I think that's the reason why there are also so many video games is because it's fun to have something to do with your friends and it's fun to have a common interest because you're not just passively engaging with the media like if you were watching the same TV show for instance, you're actively engaging with the medium that's in front of you and that's a lot of fun, especially if you do it with people you like. So yes, I think it is possible for gaming to be productive. And I think it's really interesting how even you mentioned just a couple minutes before that, you considered someone to be reading a book about chess productive when chess in itself is a game. And I feel like video games are just a more evolved version of these basic games that we came up in the past that are just more suited to a modern time. And and some of them probably engage your brain just as much, you know? And I feel like Because there is such a wide variety to just blanketly say that all video games are unproductive or all video games are productive would be just wrong.
1: Yeah, I I think you made some good points, Yasmin. And I do agree that if you're having fun, how could gaming be a negative thing? Um, But my objection to gaming and the reason why I would argue that gaming isn't particularly productive is just thinking about the amount of time, the amount of precious hours that so many people who game, including many of my friends, spend with their eyes glued to the screen, living effectively in an alternate reality. And of course, this isn't just the case for games, uh, but I don't think anyone can defend to me, spending that long not actually living their life You mentioned chess earlier, but in my opinion, chess and real life games of uh, Mafia, for instance, are different because you're actually looking at people and making real life connections as opposed to virtual ones. And so for me, it's not the gaming itself that's unproductive, but how much time people devote to doing something when they could be instead making real life experiences. But I think this discussion about virtual media is actually quite interesting. And I'd be interested to think about what is more productive: reading a good book, as is generally deemed more productive by society, or watching a good quality movie or TV show. And I've traditionally always held this view that the answer is without a doubt reading. And my reason for that is that your mind is much more engaged when it has to vividly imagine every sentence you read. You know, there's beauty in knowing that no one reading the same book as you is gonna have those same exact images and characters take shape in their minds in the same way as you, even if the sentences are exactly the same. And also the joy you feel when the sentences eloquently flow together and when the language makes you stop and think. Uh, is unparalleled in many ways, and I think TV shows and movies will never really be able to get inside a character's head in the same way as books. But more recently, I've begun to appreciate movies as another very productive form of art, uh, which links back to our intro and what I was saying about La La Land. I can give an example. Parasite, for instance, the Korean movie which won Best Picture at the 2019 Oscars, stimulated a lot of juicy, meaty discussion about the stark class divide in Korea and the idea that less privileged people would do anything for money. And potentially, this would have even had a really good impact on society as a whole in that more privileged people watching the movie might become less ignorant to the inequalities in society and more motivated to address them, etc. So I'd say the answer to the question of productivity, reading versus movies, is definitely much more multifaceted than I at first realised. However, uh, I just thought of something which contradicts what I was saying earlier about the importance of not living life in someone else's reality, but instead living your own life. Uh, And it occurred to me that I'm being a bit hypocritical because if living your own life and making your own experiences is so important to me, why why am I not quick to condemn those who spend every waking hour, practically all their free time reading? You know, my my brother, for instance, is an example. If he ever doesn't have work or a scheduled social event planned, he'll just read the hours by. And I've always thought this was an admirable quality in him. But the question that I'm asking myself now is, does there ever come a point when reading so much can also be unproductive because you're living in someone else's reality and, and not your own? I don't know. It's, it's interesting to challenge my own perceptions of what's productive and what isn't.
0: So we've been talking about productivity, but I think it's almost impossible to avoid the mention of what I consider to be the opposite of productivity, which is procrastination, which is ironic because they both alliterate quite well. But I don't just say they're opposites in terms of what they actually are, productivity implying that you are doing something and procrastination implying that you are not doing something, but in also in terms of how they make you feel. so. If you're being productive, generally, you'll feel quite great afterwards. You'll feel satisfied that you've considered, you've completed a task. Whereas procrastination, I think it can be quite a toxic mental loop of, oh, God, I'm not doing this task. Well, what's the point anyway? Oh, I've put it off this long. Why should I do? And it can almost demotivate you by the end of it. Whereas productivity would rather encourage you
1: to do more. What do you think, groups? Yeah, I agree. I definitely don't think procrastination is a positive thing to do. And as you see, when you're procrastinating, it doesn't make you feel good either, because you've constantly got that feeling in the back of your mind, which will never really make you able to enjoy procrastinating, because you always feel like you should be doing something else. Um, However, I've recently begun to think that never procrastinating, ever, is actually also really unhealthy, even though I often find myself aiming to never procrastinate, because the ability to procrastinate, I don't know, it could be potentially a sort of sign that you're a less uptight person in a strange backward sort of way. If you procrastinate, it could show that you're not so incredibly obsessed with finishing each task as quickly as possible with no breaks. And that maybe procrastinating is actually a way of living a more laid back life as opposed to someone who is incapable of wasting even a bit of time because they hate to feel as though their routine is being interrupted. So I think while procrastinating itself is not good, never procrastinating is potentially even worse. Actually, what you just mentioned sounds a lot more like you're taking a
0: break or simply being laid back. And in my opinion, procrastination definitely does not equal self-care or taking a break. I mean, this goes back to all the feeling things, but when we look at why we even procrastinate in the first place, lots of studies have shown that it's actually stemming from the fear of failing. So people are so scared that they're going to fail at the certain task that to avoid it, they don't even start it in the first place. And there's a huge reason that procrastination doesn't make you feel good. And in fact, Dr. Fuchsia cirrhosis described it as kind of a form of self-harm, because according to her, you're so self-aware that you're not doing this task that you're also mentally beating yourself up over it, which is why when you procrastinate, you feel so terrible. Whereas when you're taking a break, you feel relaxed and you enjoy it. <laughs>
1: I briefly alluded to this earlier when talking about how I don't think that never procrastinating is healthy and it brought me to the question of is being constantly productive necessarily a good thing and can one ever be too productive and I've been thinking about these questions so much recently uh, which is actually why I started suggested that we do an episode on productivity because I myself was beginning to get into a horrible cycle of feeling like I was too productive for my own good. You know, it's quarantine. And so here's all this time which daunted me and therefore I felt the need to fill. Uh, so I started setting out every day to do X number of tasks, practice both instruments, read X number of pages of my book, do some Chloe Ting workouts to develop my nice lean arms, etc. and. In what should be like a holiday, I started getting really stressed out if I didn't complete all the tasks I set out to do. And so, what should have been positive, um, being productive, making the most of my time, has actually, as of late, ended up being quite a ne- negative experience for me, a feeling like I'm constantly racing the clock. And <laughs> it's funny, I don't think I've ever paid so much attention to time in my life. As someone, often late wherever I go. I'm now getting stressed out if I'm even 15 minutes late behind my schedule, which never used to happen to me before. And I was actually talking about this to Yasmin and her mother overheard and said, oh, you see, Ali, what you've done is now that you don't have school, you've replaced other activities that should be relaxing with school. And I realised that she's right. Yasmin's mother, has words of wisdom. Uh, Being too productive is a really unhealthy way of living. And this compulsive need that I've developed recently to be constantly busy is actually really toxic.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we deserve and we need breaks because it definitely takes a toll on your health and it can seriously stress you out. Like it seems to stress you out. And it's, I don't think it's worth it because Yes, if you're being productive to the point where you're damaging your own health and well-being, to me that's not being productive, that's being destructive. And so if you're really being productive, I don't think that there's such a thing as too much because you're going to be enjoying doing it and it wouldn't be stress to you. And like we said, productivity can take the form of so many different things. But if working yourself to death is what you constitute as being productive, then yes, there is definitely such a thing as too much.
1: Yes, I think it's important to flag up that productivity does not necessarily equate to happiness or success, because if the metric for living a successful life is being happy or being content and relaxed, which is obviously a whole nother topic, philosophical debate in itself. But if you're judging success by happiness and if one is so obsessed with being productive that they can't actually derive joy from the tasks at hand, that isn't really productivity. I see this in my mother. She's often so fixated in doing everything she needs to do to a tight time schedule that she's constantly looking at the clock and can't actually make the most of the tasks she's doing. And she would be the first to admit it. So if I could sum up what my scandalous take from this week's episode is, it's that productivity is not always a good thing if people's attitudes towards productivity are too rigid and time focused. I've mentioned this word before in previous episodes, but I think the word balanced is definitely coming to mind. Um, Not like a gymnast on a balance beam, appreciate my attempt to make jokes but it's about being relaxed enough so that you make the most of your tasks and can really enjoy them because that way you're you're fulfilling the happiness criteria, but not so relaxed that you end up procrastinating the entire time instead. So B to the A to the L-A-N-C-E, balance.
0: Exactly. And I also think it's important that I feel like, especially during lockdown, there's been this huge kind of pressure to kind of make the most of it, right? This is such an unprecedented situation for a lot of us. And that means for many of us, we have a lot of free time. And I feel like there was especially this pressure to kind of take advantage of it, do so many online courses, bake sourdough bread every week, you know, learn 500 new languages. But I think in some ways we shouldn't beat ourselves up over it and take everything at our own pace. And I guess this goes back to not comparing yourself with other people because everyone has different definitions of what it means to be productive and what they enjoy doing.
1: All right, those are our scandalous takes for this week's episode. And just before we end, can I flag up our Twitter account, which is at scandalous which is very exciting. So please follow us, Uh, comment on our pictures and retweet us and get in touch if you want to share your takes on what we've talked about. And with that, let me allow our listeners to go off and be productive. But don't be too fixated on being productive that you can't enjoy baking or lifting weights or whatever you plan to do after listening to this. And can I just say that if you do indeed plan to lift weights, I have the utmost respect for you. Let's end this. Over and out.